conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that dares to ask the question, what's the deal with airplane food? I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are you? Today, I won a stuffed Mothman out of a virtual claw machine game that I found on TikTok, and it should be here in two weeks, and I'm really excited. You played a fake I don't... claw game Okay, sort TikTok. of. Sort of, sort of. I found this TikTok account, and they were like, you can win real prizes. They were going live, and there were a lot of people playing it, and I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot seemed normal and the guy like makes his own plushies and he like has a very active like not makes his own he designed his own and had them like created and they're all cryptids and so like he has some other stuff like he goes squishmallow he has a bunch of stuff and he's like my passion is like i love these claw games and i was like okay weird flex but like kind of me too Mm -hmm. and so he makes these machines and there's a bunch of like toys or games or whatever in the machine and they're each marked with a barcode and then when you win and it drops the toy down the bar down the chute it recognizes that and you automatically like it goes in your cart and you can mail it to yourself for free so so you played a real life claw game Mm -hmm. just a camera was pointed at it and you played it through your phone that's correct this is dystopia I loved it. This is this is the worst future. It's giving me at my best. It's giving Ready Player One, but the real world. Kind of love that. Um, it's giving other dystopian things that are not coming to my mind. Westworld? I don't know. Is that dystopian? I've never seen it. I have not watched it either. I think it is. I think it's robots. (laughs) It's giving... There's going to be a Mothman plushie at my doorstep in two weeks. And for that, we have to be thankful. We are thankful. We're grateful. It's a two weeks after Easter miracle. A fucking men. Um, so, unrelated to all of that, the movie that we're talking about today, uh, another one of Anna's favorites. Don't. It's <laughs> The King of Comedy, once again, directed by Martin Scorsese, written by Paul D. Zimmerman. Paul um, D. Nuts. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Starring Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, Sandra Bernard, and a bunch of other people. Um, including Robert Scorsese's father and mother. Uh, Martin Scorsese? You said Robert. Oh, yeah, Martin Scorsese. Okay, I was like, which one is it? Martin Scorsese or Robert De Niro? You'll never know. I won't. Um, Edited by Thelma Schoonmacher. Music by Robbie Robertson, a fake (laughs) name if I've ever heard it. (laughs) 
released <laughs> alias he panicked <laughs> Ro- robbie uh, uh robertson oh no this guy's the lead guitarist and songwriter for the band is and he, he real? wrote the night they drove old dixie down interesting yeah and he's done a bunch of music for Martin Scorsese, including Casino, The Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Irishman. Oh, okay. Pop off, King. Right? Uh, released on February 18th, 1983, with a budget of $19 million, this made, I want you to guess, Anna, how much money did this make at the box office? $100 million. $2.5 million. That's it? A box office bomb. Yeah, big time. At the time of its release, it did not get great reviews. I wonder why. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it currently has an 89% approval rating. The site's consensus stating, largely misunderstood upon its release, the king of comedy today looks eerily prescient and features a fine performance by Robert De Niro as a strangely sympathetic psychopath. Listen, them saying largely misunderstood incel Mm -hmm. that's incel language full stop (laughs) um so roger ebert gave it three out of four stars a king he said the king of comedy is one of the most arid painful wounded movies i've ever seen it's hard to believe scorsese met it made it scorsese does not want laughs in this movie and he also doesn't want release The whole movie is about the inability of the characters to get any kind of positive response to their bids for recognition. The film is not, you may have already guessed, a fun movie. Yeah, It's also not a bad movie. It is frustrating to watch, unpleasant to remember, and in its own way, quite effective. I laughed at a couple things. I laughed at a bunch of things. I encouraged the movie to be funny, okay? I I really wanted it to be funny, therefore it was. In, it is a comedy drama, and you definitely looked at it more at the comedy than the drama. No, I looked at it okay. at the drama, but I also just sometimes he said things, and I was like, ha! I will say, at his his comedy act at the end... Mm-hmm. Not funny. Oh, I thought... It, it's not unfunny. Oh, I thought it was sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, well, then. We'll get to that. Yeah. Because um, so I sat in silence. Is, there was oh, not okay. a single chuckle. I It got three or four chuckles from me. So part of the reason why I think that we have this dissonance in our opinions of the movie mm-hmm. um, is I've watched a lot of Johnny Carson from that time. Oh, yeah, because you're elderly. Yeah, this would have fit in. I, I mean it would have fit in like yeah it was 1983 so this was after like um george carlin and everybody like more subversive Mm -hmm. comedians had hit the mainstream so it was dated at the time but it wasn't like horrendously unfunny i guess yeah i'm talking about his comedy act in specific no i know i'm thinking about it i just i guess maybe i just prefer like a more modern style of comedy because you know how my mm-hmm. sense of humor is it's very deprecating no yeah but like i'm talking <laughs> about like the things that make me laugh when other people don't like 
I feel like I like things that are weird. Mm -hmm. And this was so traditional. And some of the things he was laughing about to me in this time, I'm like, that's not funny. That's cause for concern. (laughs) Maybe I'm too too new age, Dan. Hippie. Yeah. What can I say? Um, Meanwhile, my preferred comedy stylings are that of the Jewish borscht belt comedians of the 50s and 60s. Mm. Nothing. That is the peak of humor. Where I'm... half of the punchlines are just, My mother! My wife! Raucous laughter. Wait, I was thinking of Borat for Take a second. My wife! My wife! My wife! <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do believe this was both of our first times watching it. Yes. Twas. Yeah, I- I would have been shocked had you seen this before. Really, Dan? It's my favorite right? film. Mm. Mm. Nothing says the king of comedy like... Anna, Anna. I don't know where I was going with that. No, um, you're right, though. So, I, I mentioned that the editor of this was Thelma Schoenmacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has also edited almost all of... Scorsese's movies. Pop off Queen. Uh, including Raging Bull, the bad music video, uh, Goodfellas, Casino, Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, Hugo, Wolf of Wall Street, Silence, The Irishman, and the upcoming Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, Queen! Right? Queen! She's incredible. Anytime I hear... Now... It seems to me that some of the greatest directors, objectively, mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese, uh, Quentin Tarantino, I'm sure there's others, those are just the two I know off the top of my head, have mm-hmm. women editing their movies, mm-hmm. and that really just busts my nut, Dan, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> it just makes me so happy and joyous. Hell yeah. Women make me bust my <laughs> It's weird when you say it. <laughs> I know. It just makes me happy to hear women succeeding in the world of video editing. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. You are, you're a, a, a woman in video editing. Yeah. So it really you're, makes it's me It's like being a woman in STEM. Yeah, but it is. But even more exclusive. Thank probably. you. Probably these days. Right? Woof. Uh, so, the king of comedy, you will be shocked to learn, mm-hmm. uh, was nominated for zero Oscars. And Stunned. won, because it was nominated for zero, it also won zero. Do you want to know what the winning films were that year? 1983? Wait, can I try to guess? Uh, sure, you won't. I haven't seen any of these. Oh. Can I have a hint? Uh, the, the best picture winner was... Produced by James L. Brooks. I have and no stars idea. Deborah Winger and Shirley MacLaine. I don't... I don't... Just tell me. I thought I could guess, but I can't. So the nominees for Best Picture mm-hmm. were Tender Mercies. Nope. Never heard of it. Mm-mm. The Right Stuff. Okay. Which is about astronauts. That's Wait, a dad movie. That's not... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> What did you think it was? I don't was? know why my brain went straight to New Kids on the Block, and I was like, yep, I know that. <laughs> I don't, girl. I don't. 
the best picture nominated new kids on the block music video for the right stuff mm-hmm. and that's not even that it, it's the song's name is you got it parentheses, parentheses the, right the right stuff, stuff. Oh, boy. I don't see what you're confused about, but okay. <laughs> uh, the other nominees were The Dresser. What? I don't know. The Big Chill, which I've heard of. Yeah, they redid that, didn't they? Yes. In... Uh, no, they didn't. I think I'm thinking of something else. Anyway, the, the wh- Best Picture winner was Terms of Endearment. Oh, I don't know that movie. I think I'm so. thinking of that one that has um, Steve Carell, The Big Short, or something. That's very different. Oh. The Big Short is about the financial crash. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw it, so I wouldn't know. In fact, I'm looking at all of the nominees. Mm-hmm. And Nothing remarkable? I have, they are very... None of these have really had any staying power. Um, War Games was nominated, and that so far is the only one that I've seen. I've heard of that. Um, Probably from and you. And Yentl. Oh! <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Oh. Babs, pop off. Did not win Best Original Song. That's Flashdance just... won. Oh, what a feeling. I get that. That's an iconic song. Not no even offense. the best song from Flashdance. Maniac. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're Come right, on. you're right. Come on. Clear, I, I love Flashdance, but I love it's Maniac. Maniac, too, with the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so of the all the movies I have seen, War Games, Return of the Jedi, and parts of Flashdance. I saw Flashdance on stage. Ooh, that yeah. must have been hot. It was. Hot and hot. Hot and in a theater. Nothing says hot like theater kids. Um, let's get into the King of Comedy now that we've spoken all around it and not actually about it. Uh, let's do it. You are just brimming with excitement. I about am this. stoked. So, starts off, and we are in New York City, and New York, we New York. see. A large crowd of autograph hounds outside of a TV studio um, after we are first introduced to Jerry Langford, who is Johnny Carson, played by Jerry Lewis. Um, The people are... I've never been at a stage door for a celebrity before. I'd like to once before I die. I think that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. But I never have. It looks really scary. (laughs) Yes. Security was also different back in 1983 versus now. True. Um, But this crowd of autograph hounds are insane. Uh, They are reaching. They're grabbing. They're trying to get in his car. They do get in his car. That's terrifying. Um, I screamed when that happened. So Robert De Niro, his character's name is Rupert Pupkin. (laughs) Often misspelled and mispronounced. Uh, so he, he tries to separate himself from the group to say like, no, I'm not one of these autograph hounds. No, I'm, I'm different. You can, you can trust me, Jerry. Lord above. Uh, I'm not like other girls. So he pushes the mob back and tries to help Jerry get inside his limo. But inside the limo 
is Jerry's obsessed stalker, Marsha, played by Sandra Bernard. Um, they kick her out of the car, and then Jerry gets into the car, and Rupert also jumps into the car. Mood. Because um, he's taking advantage of his shot. Because Rupert is an, ins- an aspiring comedian, and he sees this as his ticket. Can we just go back to the stalker for a second? What's her name again? Marsha? Marsha. How old is she supposed to be? So it's actually, it's Ma- Masha. 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 Yeah. Uh, I assume she's supposed to be in her 20s. Okay. I was just curious because at one point it looked like she was wearing a uniform and I couldn't tell if it was a school uniform or a work uniform. She kind of looked young, so I couldn't tell. She was 27 when they filmed the movie. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, and she also played Nancy on Roseanne. Oh, well, I never watched Roseanne ever in my life. Surprisingly, since I love John Goodman, in case we forgot. I have also not seen it. Yeah. Um, and other than that, she's been in a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Um, but so back into the inside of the car, um, Rupert is a stand-up comedian who has never performed stand-up before. Me at too. All. TBH, me too. <laughs> and he is thinking that he and Jerry have a connection. Um, he's in the right place at the right time. He deeply admires Jerry. Um, Jerry is tired because he just did his show and he wants to go home. And But Rupert doesn't care. He doesn't know. Um, and then because of this, Rupert is like, I got it. I'm in. I talked to him. All I need to do, call up the office and I'm good to go. How could he be so brave? If I met a celebrity mm-hmm. through any circumstance and they were like, yeah, you should call my office. I would be petrified. Right. I would. You know, I'm also not crazy. Correct. So let's open yeah. with that. But I just I just can't imagine like I don't know. Maybe I just not hungry for fame, Dan. You know? Fame okay. I'm gonna live forever. The way you said that seemed very pointed at me. I'm not hungry for fame. I didn't Dan. No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I just mean like, you know, I'm I'm not hungry for fame, Dan. There. Is that better? That's better. Still stings, but it's Unlike better. you, Dan. There we go. Of Clout the celebrities, chaser. of the celebrities that I have had the accidental pleasure of meeting, mm-hmm. um, I have not been chasing them down or anything. The only one that I have chased down wasn't home. Um, That's alarming. That sentence was alarming. Look, I went inside and he wasn't there, so I what left. What the f? Who? I'm joking. That okay. didn't actually happen. Um, the only celebrity Harry Connick Jr. served me custard once. Ooh. Why? He was doing something for his talk show, and he was at Leon's. Uh huh. And I didn't know, and the guy I was dating at the time wanted custard, and we went, and they were like, "You have to sign an NDA," and I was like, "Why?" And then Harry Connick Jr. was like, your chocolate custard, ma'am. And I was like, what? Oh. (laughs) So. Uh, But the celebrities that I have met, I have always been too starstruck to even have a conversation with them. Me too. 
At no point would it escalate to the point of give me a call. No, 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 no. No. It doesn't escalate the point past the point of hi, how are you? I yeah, right? It's scary to even ask for a picture. Yeah. Picture, autograph, kiss on the cheek. Hold hands. Artificial insemination, you know, whoa, any whoa, of that. Whoa, Very different. Not... Oh, sorry, what? Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I want Ed Asner's kids. Oh. <laughs> Specifically Ed Asner. I don't know why that's the name that came to my head. I I'm oh. uncomfortable. Oh, he died too. <laughs> oh damn, no. <laughs> redacted, redacted, redacted. So, um Rupert and Jerry, they have a conversation in the car. Jerry is mostly just being nice so he can get him away from him. Oh, because um, he's he, so freaking annoying. He says to give him a call afterwards. Um, and Rupert will not let him go into his apartment until he says, oh, and Jerry, oh. 900 more times. Oh, my God. It was like watching a little kid try and tell mm-hmm. a story. Is that not the vibe you got? No, yeah, it it does, yeah. And Jerry, oh, and Jerry. No, I would just ignore him. I'm maybe I'm a mean person, but I would. Uh, So then Rupert, we he goes back home, and we see that he lives in his mom's basement, and he has built himself a talk show set where he could live out his fantasies of being a talk show host. I kind of love the basement, though. Like, it's like, it looks like a nice basement. That wallpapering with the crowd? Mm hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's pretty well designed for a crazy person. Yeah. The cutout of Liza and Jerry. Mm hmm. Love it. Uh, so, Rupert then goes and gives a call to the office. And then he says, okay, we'll call you back. So that he waits at a payphone in Times Square, holding up a line for hours on end. And they are not happy. Um, Yeah, I don't even really know what to say there. (laughs) So he, he keeps attempting to get on to Jerry's show, but the staff keep saying no so he he interacts with kathy long who was langford's main secretary and eventually she listens to the tape and she's like there's some good potential here why don't you work it out on stage and we'll send somebody to come see you i mean that's very constructive criticism right that's a very kind way to turn someone away if you ask me it is. And again, based on what we see at the end, I don't think she's wrong. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think he needs to go to one of those clubs where people try out their bits, and if they don't like them, they cut them. And I don't really know anything about how practicing for stand-up comedy works, but, you know, go mold your, your craft. Right? Mold your craft. Mold your craft. Uh, what? <laughs> Sorry I talked like a college professor for two seconds. So, uh, Rupert invites, uh, he, he goes to a bar. I, I'm kind of doing this out of order because the it's synopsis okay. that I have is out of order. I just wanted the, to say, if we could jump back for two seconds. Yeah. 
also, I feel like I've been in those secretary's shoes where people are like trying to get onto a show or whatever. Because when I was I working, forgot because you you worked as a secretary at the radio station. Yeah, and my friend Melissa has a lot of stories about it more than I have. Because she used to get crazy crazies, and I got a few crazies, but, like, nothing too bad. But she tells the story of the guy who, like, she told he couldn't smoke in the office, and he was like, I'm supposed to be on the air, you should let me be on the air. And she's like, you can't be on the air and you can't smoke. And so the guy put out the cigarette on his own hand in oh, front of her. Geez. Yeah, there's Jesus. she's got crazy stories. People are nuts in yeah. every capacity. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's what the scene yeah. made me think of. And that's why working from home is great. Mm -hmm. uh, Rupert goes to a bar where he sees his high school crush is working as a bartender now. Um, and he tries, and he takes her on a date. It's a very awkward date. He it's shows off his girl. autograph book with way too many autographs. He's like, do you want to see the big kicker? Here's the best one. And it's his own autograph. He I gives it would... to her. I would pass away immediately. At least he's confident. Oh, God. No one can ever describe him as meek. If if Gage did that, I would think he was the cockiest person on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. If Anna, guess what? What? I mailed you something. If it's your own autograph, I'm <laughs> returned to sender. <laughs> or uh, I'll hang it up. We'll see. Okay. okay. It, it's one or the other. Yeah. Not, not just going to throw it out. Keep the no. stamp. No. We'll see how okay. I'm feeling. How many uh, strikes. So, yeah. Jerry, again and again, he tries to get the his stuff in... Not Jerry. Rupert tries to get his stuff into Jerry's hands. Um, and he keeps getting told no by Kathy, the secretary, by the receptionist who was not named. Um, Let's call her Anna. Her, her actress actress's name is Margot. Ooh, that's a pretty name. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she was married to Erwin Winkler, who was a producer. Is he uh, related to Henry? No. Oh, okay. But he produced a lot of... He produced Rocky, Ooh! which is why I knew him. Um, and Raging Bull, The Right Stuff... Goodfellas, uh, a lot of movies. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, so eventually, Rupert invites Rita on a date to Langford's country home. Cringe. You could not even... My shoulders were past my ears, Dan. And First of all, her dress is really cute, though. Very cute. She mm -hmm. is... She as a, in, a person is very cute. Mm-hmm. But and sane. Yeah, she needs to be with somebody else who's sane. Mm -hmm. Not scary. So they, with the confidence that only an insane person can have, they go in there. Uh, they hang around, and then more when, than hang, Dan. They're drinking his liquor, and they're going upstairs, dude. They're touring if, the home. Oh my god! If somebody came into my home and was doing that cringe crying i'd have to sage the place so langford comes home and he is like 
yo, what the fuck? Literally how any normal person would react. Yeah. He... And like his his butler even said, like, he's like, I tried. I tried to get them out, but they wouldn't yeah. listen. That's that's scary. That was one of the scariest parts of the film for me was like that he just had the confidence to walk into somebody's house and just like make it his own. Mm-hmm. Not give a crap. Ooh. So Langford keeps telling him to leave and Jerry's like, ah, oh, not Jerry. Again, Rupert. I keep saying that Robert De Niro's character is Jerry and I apologize for that. That's okay, uh, Dan. We forgive you. Thank you. Rupert is like, oh, you're kidding, Jerry. Come on, you're kidding. We're friends. And eventually he's like, no, I'm not kidding. I only told you to call me so you would get out of my car. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little harsh, but when someone is invading your personal life, I think it's okay to be a little harsh. When someone's yeah, right? in your home and you didn't invite them and you're not friends with them, I think it's okay to be a little harsh. Yes. Rita is embarrassed absolutely i would be too Uh, so she runs off and then after rupert leaves he vows that he's going to work 50 times harder than he is already to become on his get on his show become the host all sorts of things also previously rupert had had a fantasy where he marries rita on the show that was weird i felt like i was watching a dis- I felt like I was disassociating when that came on. <laughs> yeah. So, because he is exhausted by the rejection, Rupert hatches a kidnapping plot with Masha. Um, this is when I started laughing a little bit. Maybe I watched too many murder like documentaries and things. I was kind of chuckling about some of the things that were happening with this uh, kidnapping. Like the scene with the mm-hmm. cue cards. How do you not laugh at that? <laughs> so... They they kidnap Jerry off the street as he's walking to lunch, where during his walk to lunch, he keeps getting noticed by people on the street. Mm-hmm. And they as all one would. They all expect something of him. Like he's he walks past a woman on the phone who he says hello to, and then she tries she is so like, Oh, I love you. I love you. You're so great. I love you. Here, talk to my grandson or my nephew or whoever he's in the hospital he's like i'm sorry i need to go and she's like i hope you get cancer it was so aggressive (laughs) so aggressive so bold so bold uh and more bold is ripping him off the street uh and holding him hostage in masha's parents townhouse in manhattan it looked beautiful absolutely beautiful are you kidding me that place is worth Tens of millions of dollars now. Yeah, yeah. And before that, wasn't that when Masha chased him through the streets of New York, too? Yes. Oh, that was scary. Again, she... What do you mean? I love sharks, but it was giving shark. I love sharks when they are actually sharks. Mm -hmm. Swimming. Eating fish. Swimming. Eating fish. Eating fish. (laughs) Swimming. That's what they do. Uh, So, as they are in the Manhattan townhome, Rupert calls the TV station and demands that he is given the opening spot on that evening's episode of Langford's show. That's when he's using the cue cards and it's... it's... He's going too fast. The cue cards are out of order. 
I was cracking up. Tears were rolling. I was <laughs> slapping the old knee. When when Jerry finishes reading uh, what is on the cue cards, he says the, to the producer, it's not gra- grammatically correct, but I think you get the point. Yeah. He is so over the whole situation immediately. And all the rules that he has for giving like specific um keywords so that his mm-hmm. team knows it's him when he calls. That was crazy to me. Do you think that actual celebrities have to do that? I think they used to, but considering the fact that the number of phone calls that people have is down so much now. That's true. Because I was wondering like case. I can't do an impression, but what if I did a really good Kim Kardashian impression? Like, do you think if I called her people, they'd be like, Kim, how many What's your inches... favorite... Oh, what was many... it? What's the what circum... were you going to say? The circumference of her whole booty. What oh, were my you gosh. Say? Oh, I was going to say, what's your favorite saying? Mm. And then she was going to say, get off your ass and work. Oh, no. <laughs> true though (laughs) nobody wants to work at that's my kim kardashian impression also kim do you work (laughs) respectfully do you work i got off my ass and worked barely she only got off her ass because it was too big to sit down oh i thought you were gonna go with a ray j joke no i was being respectful pg yeah Hi, Anna's mom. Because I do, uh, yeah, that too. I do, <laughs> I do. You know, the Kardashians are my guilty pleasure. I will I, admit. Mm. You know, it's true. I know they. There are all these billboards for their new show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Why would you watch? What's interesting? What's the gim? What's the hook? The drama, Dan. I'm surprised mm. you don't like it. No, Anna has been watching Selling Sunset, and I've been Ooh. there while she's watching it. It's so dumb. Sounds kind of fun, though. So dumb. I, I only care about the houses. That's fair. They sell, like, one house a season. That's fair. Uh, anyway, so eventually the bosses, lawyers, and FBI agree to Rupert's demands uh, because Langford is going to be released at the end of the show. And while Rupert makes his... He puts on his best suit... To go to the It's taping. kind of a cute suit, though. I like it. It's got, like, polka dots on it. Yeah, it's like polka dots and checkerboard. It's very garish, but it works. It, it's giving. I could see you wearing something like that, Dan. Again, this sounds like an insult. It's not! With... I'm saying you have, like, an older, old-fashioned sense of style. You wore a bowling shirt to your last <laughs> comedy performance. That's fair. I saw the pictures. I'll, whatever, because the way that the suit is described, we've been describing it, is not in a positive light. Well, sometimes fashion is so ugly, it's nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that would look good on me. Yeah, because you're old. It's ugly, but it, it it works for you, Dan. I no. love how you can just wear anything. <laughs> okay, okay, Miss Real Housewives over there. Uh, I'm saying like sometimes when I'm at the store, I'm like. Like, I bought these jeans, and they're, like, boot cut, but they're tight at the top, and they're loose at the bottom, and they're, like, cut and frayed, and they kind of look like they would be crusty. But I put them on, and dang, they look fantastic. That's what I mean. Sometimes clothes look ugly, you know what I mean? Hmm. Not helping me, though. Well, maybe it's just because I have no sense. 
Okay, I'll talk to them too. Thank you. You're welcome. Tomorrow morning. Um, so I'll gaslight them. While Rupert is, I was just gonna go right over that. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Go ahead. <laughs> while while Rupert is at the studio, Masha has her dream date with Langford, who oh, is God. super duct taped to the chair. They used like eight rolls of duct tape. They on overdid him. it on the duct tape for sure. Uh, her dream date gave me anxiety because mm-hmm. the way she was like, I can't believe I'm going to kiss you right now. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I was Jerry, you guys can't see my face, but I would just, this movie gave me the ick, Dan. Mm-hmm. Just, just the, ooh, like, I would don't, I would literally. So Gage does this thing when I want to kiss him, but he doesn't want to kiss me where he just tucks his lips inside his mouth. If mm-hmm. I was Jerry and she was coming at me trying to kiss, that's what I would do. Just tuck him under. Stay back, foul beast. <laughs> Fish lips for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the dream date, uh, Langford convinces her to untie him because it's he's seducing her. He's like, Classic. let's really get into it. She um, thought she was going to get a piece of the pie. Right? Mm-hmm. And when she does untape him, he grabs the gun that they have been using to hold him there. But it's a toy gun. Loaded with faulty pellets, not even working pellets. Yeah, it's like a cap Nothing's gun, coming right? out. Um, I used when to be so scared this, of cap guns when I was little. Why? Because I was afraid of everything and I thought that I could still get shots. Oh my gosh. Um, so, Masha, who is now in her underwear at this point because... A nightmare. She's got plans and those plans are assault. Um. Uh, you, you could tell that that was her plan because her underwear matched. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Langford slaps her and flees downtown as she is chasing after him in the street. In her tidy whities In her underwear. <sighs> Bold of her. I, mean, I would have had to get dressed first. Yeah. Uh, and then as he runs past, Langford sees Rupert's full stand-up routine on a set of TV displays. Um, and then we see Rupert's whole act. Did you re- what part did you think was funny, Dan? I just want to know. Um, I I thought that the jokes about his mom were funny. Okay, you do and the stuff about fashion sense and the stuff you. about how everybody in school passed by beating him up. That was kind of funny. Okay, that was a little funny. I did laugh yeah. about that, but the jokes about his mom and dad. That's what made me sad. I was like, oh, God, clearly he struggled growing mm-hmm. up. Unless he was completely fabricating it in order to be funny. But I don't know. I think that he probably didn't struggle growing up, but he thought that he did. Yeah, I would agree Based with on that. his yelling interaction with his mom from earlier in the movie. Yeah. And considering that looked like a really nice basement. Mm-hmm. So... They probably, I'm guessing, lived in a nice home in California. And. Uh, This is New York. Oh, New York is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. A nice home in New York. And. (sighs) I don't know. He's just so weird. He's just so weird, Dan. So in the act, Ripper confesses that he kidnapped Langford. 
and and everybody's just yucking it hostage. up because why would you think that was actually the case i guess the comedian came on stage and did an act and said i kidnapped the host and held him hostage so i could get stage time here i guess you're right i'd be like ha that's that's a what a goober silly i was gonna say i can't think of the word i was gonna say but like I guess I get what you mean. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, oh, ha, ha, ha. So Rupert's final quote is, Tomorrow you'll know I wasn't kidding and you all think I'm crazy, but I figure it this way. Better to be king for a night than schmuck for a lifetime. I did say mood when he said that. <laughs> so he had taken the FBI agents to Rita's bar and showed her this, thinking, oh, now that she's seen me, she's going to love me now. She'll fall in love with me. typical incel behavior Mm -hmm. and the fbi agents were like that sucked because it wasn't that funny it wasn't unfunny though it just was like i feel like it was something that a very beginner comedian would do and i know that's Mm -hmm. what he was but like very beginner So then we get a montage of what happened to Rupert afterwards. He got a six-year prison sentence, gets paroled after two years. Um, His autobiography gets published, King for a Night, says that Rupert considers Langford his friend and mentor, and he's currently weighing several attractive offers, including a film adaptation of his memoirs. Do you think this is a real sequence, or do you think he's dreaming it up? Um... I th- uh, I want to finish describing it, and then I'll Okay, tell you. finish describing it, sorry. So, he then takes stage for a television special with a live audience. The announcer calls him the king of comedy, and then the announcer repeats, ladies and gentlemen, Rupert Pupkin, seven times, and then the credits roll. I think that it depends on how, what lens you're viewing the movie from. Oh, no. Okay. Meaning, if you... Trying to put myself in the shoes of 1983, this is a fantasy. Putting myself in the shoes of 2022, this is absolutely something that would happen. Well, I thought it was a fantasy. Like, I thought Mm -hmm. that this is what he was just, was like, yeah, this is absolutely what's going to happen when I got out of jail. Yeah. That's sad, though, that you're like, this is absolutely what happened. But it's true. Like, people are, I mean... I would want to read it just in the sense of, like, a true crime, not because I'm interested in him as a human. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there, you know that he'd have, like, his groupie fans who'd be like, free my boy, he's so handsome, I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And he'd have, like, the people who want him locked away for life. And I, there would probably, it probably would be a very public story. Yeah. Um, to somewhat equate this to a, a current event, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Which I have been following religiously. Um, people are just, people cling. Oh, and I yeah. Think people would cling to this man. Yeah, that's fair. People have been making memes about that, too, and I don't really know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, that's the king of comedy. Credits roll. It's a short movie. Man. It's only 100 minutes long. Yeah, it was. It did go by really quick. I was watching it while I was doing laundry, 
and um, actually I was folding my laundry from the last time I did laundry. <laughs> I was lazy about it, but it was it was good. I mean, I saw a lot of Joker in it. I'll say that much. That yeah. This combine this and Taxi Driver and strip away all the good parts, and you get Joker. So strip away nothing because both movies were. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So. I I know your opinion. I know you didn't like this. I think there were some parts that were funny. I just thought it was just kind of dry. Mm-hmm. And I, like I agree. It's yeah. very dry. Yeah. It, I feel like a lot of it, this is a comedy. Yeah. But it's, not it's a, a comedy, comedy in the fact that it, it's supposed to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Are you talking like comedy like old terms comedy just as in nobody died so it's a comedy no not like shakespearean oh. comedy <laughs> i mean in the literal sense it is meant to be humorous but yeah. in the same way that new yorker cartoons are humorous in the way that people pretend they like them okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> it just it moved too fast for me at some points Okay. Because you know I have a short tension span, but sometimes... Which I figured moving fast would be helpful. Yeah, I know, but by that I mean I need constant reminders of where I'm at. Okay. When things are moving that fast. I don't know. It was good. I saw a lot of Joker in it. I also just feel like the world is so celebrity obsessed that this could happen anytime, but the story Mm -hmm. could be like either funnier or more intense. Okay. I get that. If the movie was set today, I think the stakes would be higher because I think the people would be crazier. I'll say it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, Your comparisons to Joker remind me of the tweet person who has only ever seen the boss baby watches a second movie. Getting a lot of boss baby vibes from this. (gasps) I (laughs) mean, with Joker. (laughs) Oh, literally. It's true, though. I mean, I feel like if you watch any... All things are inspired by other things. You can watch a million things and see influences. But I think that... I think Todd Phillips even said in an interview that these were the two movies that inspired him the most. So... <sighs> <sighs> um, to... I will say, I loved this. I thought it was... I thought Robert De Niro was great in it because a big thing with Robert De Niro is he is not very good at doing comedy where he's not the straight man. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that worked really well as a character for this character of aspiring already failed comedian trying too hard. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it shows like he comes across as a person who's just starting out and thinks they're the best, but is yeah. kind of sucking or at least just needs more work. Yeah. It reads. It makes sense for the character that and he's I not like, to... like Jerry Seinfeld coming out or something. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jerry Seinfeld coming out would probably be a plot of an episode of 2022 Seinfeld. Love that um, energy. I also, th- I, I liked the fact that this is such, it, it, it's such a small story. Yeah. I did appreciate that nobody got shot for real this time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the bar could not possibly be lowered, apparently. <laughs> and, and Jerry Lewis was really good playing the real-life version of Jerry Lewis on stage instead of yeah, playing the character. Yeah, I was just, literally, <laughs> oh, God. It was fine. There were parts of it that were fun for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do have some trivia for you. Ooh, I'm ready. So in the scene where Rupert shows up at the summer home, mm-hmm. Jerry's summer home, uh, most of it was improvised. Oh, okay. Love an improvisation. Jono had trouble opening the front door in real life, and that was not planned. And then Jerry Lewis's reaction was, just just open the fucking door. Was <laughs> That's improvised. Funny. That's uh, funny. Martin Scorsese says that he thinks that this is Robert De Niro's best performance in one of his films. Oh, okay. In one of his films. I was going to say, clearly he hasn't seen anything from the Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents? <laughs> yes. Clearly he hasn't seen Little Fockers. I love the Meet the Parents franchise. Don't judge me. Uh, when Jerry is walking down the street, he's stopped by a woman on the telephone. When he refuses to talk to someone, the lady says, I hope you get cancer. This incident actually happened to Jerry Lewis. Oh, God. that That's that's so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, God. In the scene where Robert De Niro and Sandra Bernard argue in Times Square, three of the street scum that mock her are Mick mm-hmm. Jones, Joe Strummer, and Paul Simonon, who are members of The Clash. Oh! Why? Mm-hmm. They just, just having They're a good just time? There, right. Okay, well, good job acting. <laughs> when... Being profiled in E! True Hollywood Story, Jerry Lewis said that he was surprised at critics' praise of his performance. He said that he was just playing himself. I was going to say, it didn't feel like he was putting too much into this role. Like, it didn't Especially feel like in comparison anything. to everything else that he did, where he was putting so much effort into it, where, mm-hmm. he, in, where this time he was playing an actual human being. Yeah, a person with a semi-normal life. Right. Semi-charmed life. Do, do, do. Uh, Robert De Niro and the actress who played Rita, Diane Abbott, were married at the time. Oh. And she also played the concession girl in Taxi Driver. Oh, cute. Which that's what Jujubee's with. Cute. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then Martin Scorsese's family, Catherine Scorsese, um, uh, Martin Scorsese's mother is the mm-hmm. voice of Rupert's mother. Uh, <laughs> Charles Scorsese, like right? Charles Scorsese, who is his dad, is the man at the bar at the end of the movie. Okay. And then Martin Scorsese plays the TV director. Fun. That's the trivia I got for you. Thank you. Those are fun trivia facts. Right. Oh, actually, so it only played in movie theaters for less than two weeks because of how much of a box office bomb it was. Well, no comment. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You just don't appreciate quality. Oh, I do. (laughs) Uh, So, would this movie be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Rupert Pupkin? Hmm. I'd love to see him try. 
So mm-hmm. I'm going to say maybe a hair better just because I want to see it. You are insane. I just want to see it. You are insane. just want to take a little sneaky peeky, you know? You are saying that a movie would be better if you replaced Robert De Niro with Randy from said, Home Improvement. I just said I want to see how it looks, Dan. I just want to give it a <laughs> And taste. then you said it would be better. You know, just for the Ma'am. drama. For the drama, I'm going to stick with my choice. For the drama. Okay, fine. Sorry, Robert it, De Niro. This would not be better with George Clooney as Rupert Pumpkin. You don't Pumpkin. think so? No. I'd love to Too see handsome. him try. True. I would not believe him to be an Crazy. incel. <laughs> yeah. He's too hot to be an incel. Mm-hmm. He is. <laughs> God, that man was never involuntarily celibate. He and I have the same problem. Too hot to be an incel. Okay, Dan. Yep. Despite our views. That's why you're cut from the same cloth. Yep, that's it. (laughs) George Clooney and I are cut from the same cloth, and we both cut it with our piercing eyes. Oh, my Lord, Dan. (laughs) On a scale of one. Okay, finish. What were you going to say to insult me? I feel like you do your affirmations while looking at a poster of George Clooney in the eyes every morning. I do my affirmations while looking at a picture of myself. Not a Not mirror, just a printed mirror. out headshot of me. Oh, God. <laughs> On a no. scale of one to five 80s bad stand-up acts, what do you give it? I give it a one. What? I laughed like two times. That's why it didn't get any less than that. Oh my lord! Okay, movie gods, come down here and have a chat with me. Then I'm okay. So you giving it a one? Yes. Of all the movies that we have watched Mm -hmm. for this podcast, Mm -hmm. I am going to be giving out my third. Five star rating. Five. Five out of five. Oh my lord! How? Why? Where? All of it. Everything. The performances, the direction, the eerily presciousness of the film. How it predicted modern celebrity and okay, stan that's culture. That's true. Uh, it did predict stan culture. All of it. I thought there was not a scene in this movie wasted or could be removed i thought it was perfectly paced everything it wasn't about it. it wasn't sorry could you tell it's almost my bedtime <laughs> it wasn't and it just let out a big cat-sized yawn i did it was a it took over all the way from my eyes down to my chin <laughs> it wasn't a tight 90 but it was a hundred and it was a hundred for a tight 100, it was pretty good. Okay. And you're giving it one star? I'm just saying it had a good, good run time, Dan. That's what the star's for. That and oh the my. chuckles. Oh, my Lord. And you say I'm usually generous, so... Yeah. You're generous towards... It's like when a teacher looks at the kid who, when they were supposed to make a clay pot and they mm-hmm. made a plate... Me. You're like, oh, that's so creative. You're like, you tried. 
But then when there's the kid who you expect to be good at making the clay pot and there's like a little nick in it or something, you're like, this is trash. Oh, this God. This is absolute garbage. That's not what I said. I'm not trying to tear down children. This is a hypothetical. None oh. of these children are real. Oh, still. I don't They're want their parents to come for me. They're both in my pottery room. Oh, God. Oh, uh, God. Also, I was wrong. This is the fourth five-star rating that I've given out. Oh, well, were all the movies you've given fourth, four... Uh, what are the other movies you've given a five-star rating to? I have given a five-star rating to It's a Wonderful Life, Ugh. Ocean's Eleven, Ugh. and Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, I'm back. I'm with <laughs> you on that one. And now the king of comedy. Nope, I'm out. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> That's it for this episode of In Conclusion. If you want to support us, and change Anna's minds, you can no. do so on social My media, on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. Message us on Instagram and tell Anna how wrong she is. No, no, don't, don't, <laughs> don't bully me. I can't. I'm too fragile. I'm hanging up by a Cyber bully Anna, everybody. No. Oh, or might be the if you're one of her coworkers real life bully her no that might be the straw that breaks the camel's back and i just become a recluse who lives in the mountains and doesn't talk <laughs> to anyone um you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion if you want to find me i am on twitter at dan o'keefe 86 and i am on tiktok at not dan o'keefe anna where can people bully you well in about five minutes you'll be able to bully me from my bed but you can find me on Instagram at Optimus Prime 818 where I will only be accepting kind messages. <laughs> or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll and the O in out are zeros. And also you should not bully me on Twitter because I won't see it because I don't yeah. really go on my Twitter. You'll bully her on Twitter and she'll see it in like two weeks and be like, I feel bad why about myself so mean? Again. Yeah. Uh, so next week it's the big one it's our 100th episode that was a victory so, screech I gathered as much we will be talking somehow we've gotten to the point where we have to talk about Joker I can't wait so I have to watch Joker again I, I hope you your heart and your eyes open. Especially after having watched its inspirations, which are miles better than it. No, they're miles worse. They're in last place, and Joker already finished the race. Good lord. We're, we, our next episode is going to be nine hours long. It's, it's just, just going to be, be yelling. Disagreements the whole time. Um, so get excited for that, Joker. Episode 100. Do, 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 do. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Have fun. Get vaccinated. Go watch Joker. Bye bye. Good night. Bye. I did hear once clear liquor is for women on diets. Dan. Dan is a dieting woman. Bye.